From 90.7 WFAE, this is Newsworthy for Monday, February 19th, 2024. I'm Eric Thiel. Eight people were arrested and charged with impeding traffic and failing to disperse after a protest Saturday afternoon that shut down Monroe Road and led to a 10-hour standoff with police. Eli Portillo has this report. Charlotte-Mecklenburg police said the protests near McElway Road occurred outside an Eritrean cultural festival between supporters and opponents of Eritrea's authoritarian government. That's from a video of the protest posted on X, formerly Twitter. Police said the protesters were on private property, blocked part of the road, and refused to disperse. Officers used pepper spray on the crowd and say they were hit with sticks and rocks. A truck was also set on fire. The protest started around 11.30 a.m., but riot police weren't called out for almost eight hours. CMPD's Civil Emergency Unit arrived a little after 7 and helped attendees leave the event. Protesters dispersed shortly after 9 p.m. Eli Portillo, WFAE News. Union County commissioners are set to take a final vote tonight on whether to prohibit fluoride from the water supply at facilities under its control. At a meeting last month, some residents said they didn't want the chemical in their water because they hadn't consented and feared its health effects. Dental professionals spoke at the same meeting and said fluoridation has safely and dramatically lowered the incidence of cavities in recent decades. Commissioners voted 3-2 to two to prohibit fluoride. Under the county commission's rules, a vote that isn't unanimous must be brought back for a second vote. The fluoride ban can pass with a simple majority. The proposed change will only impact water treated at the Yadkin River Water Treatment Plant. Tonight's meeting starts at 6 at the Union County Government Center. A therapeutic wilderness camp for teens in the North Carolina mountains has been ordered to release campers and halt new admissions following the death of a 12-year-old on February 3rd. The order issued Friday by the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services cites concern for the health and safety of children at the Trails Carolina Camp, about 50 miles southwest of Asheville. The camp bills itself as a wilderness therapy program for troubled children and teens. Its website was behind a password as of Friday afternoon. The state says parents have been notified and campers have temporarily been taken into care by the local Department of Social Services. Attorneys for North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper and the state's top Republican lawmakers were in court Friday for a hearing on Cooper's lawsuit challenging two new laws that shift power away from the governor's office to the legislature. One law limits the governor's ability to appoint people to state boards and commissions dealing with the environment, transportation, public health, and economic development. Another law takes away the governor's control of the state board of elections. WRAL reports that attorneys for Governor Cooper argue the laws violate the state constitution's separation of powers, while attorneys for Republican lawmakers say the laws promote balance and transparency. After last week's Charlotte City Council vote to recriminalize behaviors like public urination, drinking in public, and street solicitation, Charlotte-Mecklenburg police officers are working to adjust their protocol. CMPD Lieutenant Kevin Petrus says the department is working now on guidance for officers on how to handle those situations, but... Arrest and enforcement is not our first move. It's not our top priority. Um, Of course, education, voluntary compliance are are, going to be first steps. That vote came after months of complaints from uptown residents. Many people spoke against the measure, too, saying it would, in effect, criminalize homelessness. Hyundai technicians will be available this weekend free of charge to install software that makes it harder to steal their cars. 
CMPD Lieutenant Kevin Petrus says certain models of Hyundais and Kias continue to account for 70% of cars stolen in Mecklenburg County. That's the encouraging news here is that this is a fix. That's what you know, Hyundai is communicating to us is that this is a fix to the issue. Uh, software is installed that, that is effectively in ignition, killing the ignition um, while, while the vehicle's off. Technicians will be at PNC Music Pavilion from Friday through Sunday. The installation takes about 30 minutes and no appointments are required. Only certain models that start with a key need the fix. Those Hyundais with a push-button start do not. Hyundai dealerships also perform the service. Former President Donald Trump will visit Rock Hill and speak at Winthrop University the day before the South Carolina Republican primary, his campaign said this weekend. Trump will speak at 4 p.m. Friday, February 23rd at the Winthrop Coliseum. It's a venue that seats about 6,000. His campaign said the event will be a get-out-the-vote rally. Trump is heavily favored to win South Carolina, with polls consistently showing him leading former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, his only remaining rival, by about 30 percentage points. Haley spoke in Rock Hill Sunday night, holding a rally at the Magnolia Room event venue. She vowed not to drop out of the race, according to media reports. A Virginia-based conservative political action committee is backing Republican Iredell State Representative Gray Mills in North Carolina's 10th Congressional District primary, with an ad accusing his opponent, Pat Harrigan, of being soft on immigration. The seat is held by Patrick McHenry, who isn't running for re-election. Steve Harrison has this report. The 10th district covers Lincoln, Catawba, and Iredale counties and stretches northeast to Winston-Salem. GOPAC Election Fund's commercial says Mills is tough on illegal immigration and accuses Harrigan of being aligned with President Biden. He wants to reward Biden's 4 million illegal immigrants with citizenship. The ad quotes Harrigan from a 2022 interview with WFAE in response to a question about undocumented immigrants brought as children. Harrigan, a firearms manufacturer, said he wasn't opposed to helping them get citizenship. But he added, I do think it's incredibly important that we have to gain control of the southern border and gain control of our immigration system first. Harrigan also said, quote, there has to be a pathway to citizenship and that countries that have rounded up and deported people are Russia, North Korea, China and Nazi Germany. This horse has left the stables on this topic and the vast, vast majority of immigrants that have come to this country are here because they're trying to build a better life for themselves and for their families. The winner of the March 5th GOP primary will be heavily favored in November. Steve Harrison, WFAE News. Charlotte FC wrapped up its undefeated preseason over the weekend in the Coachella Valley Invitational with a nil-nil draw against Minnesota United. The Crown won two previous matches and didn't allow a goal in any of them. Team captain Ashley Westwood says that bodes well for the team's Major League Soccer home opener this weekend. It's a huge occasion, first, first game of the season. We're in good spirits, the team spirit's incredible, so we need you fans to, to back us now and we're all excited for the bank. Charlotte FC opens Major League Soccer play Saturday at Bank of America Stadium. With Charlotte City Council restoring criminal penalties for some of the activities of homeless people in Charlotte, WFAE's Tommy Tomlinson, in his On My Mind commentary, wonders whose quality of life these new rules preserve. So here's a situation we've all been in. You're out somewhere, maybe coming back from running errands or something, and you have to go to the bathroom. You calculate how long you can hold on. Maybe things start to feel a little urgent as you sit through a red light. 
but eventually you get the sweet relief of making it back home. It's a different story if you don't have a home. And this puts the city of Charlotte in a difficult situation, whether to make it criminal for a homeless person to do what all of us have to do every day. Last week, the Charlotte City Council voted to recriminalize several activities involving the city's homeless population, from panhandling at medians to sleeping on benches to using the bathroom in public. The state decriminalized those offenses in 2021, leaving cities to decide what to do on their own. Recently, residents in Uptown and Fourth Ward have complained about the increased presence of homeless people in their neighborhoods. And let's be clear, it is an uncomfortable experience to walk through the city and see people sacked out on park benches or, I'm going to try to say this delicately, leaving their waste in the street. It is, as many have said, a quality of life issue. The question is, whose quality of life are we most worried about? Making it more difficult to be homeless, and sometimes criminal to be homeless, might ease the stress on those of us who have a warm, safe home to go to at the end of the day. But we seem a little less concerned about the people who are on the streets in the first place. We don't provide easy access to public bathrooms, although the city has now installed a couple of portable toilets uptown. We don't have enough shelter space to keep all of Charlotte's homeless off the streets. We would rather write them off as a nuisance than deal with the problems of drug addiction, mental illness, or just bad luck that lead people to wind up without a home. Many studies have shown that the most efficient way to deal with homelessness is to simply give people a place to live. Not only does it solve their most pressing needs, it's less of a burden on taxpayers in the long run. A roof above in Charlotte runs several apartment buildings, such as Moore Place, which has saved hundreds of homeless people since it opened in 2012. But they don't have the resources to help everyone. Homelessness is a complicated thing. We're never going to get everybody off the streets. But there are proven ways to help ways that will improve the quality of life, not just for the homeless, but for the rest of us. It is up to those of us with means to decide whether we want to provide that help or just complain about it. And in the meantime, it's now possible that someone living on Charlotte's streets might go to jail for doing their daily business, which in some twisted way could be seen as a blessing. After all, A jail cell does have a toilet. Tommy Tomlinson's On My Mind column represents his opinion, not the opinion of WFAE. You can respond to his column in the comment section at WFAE.org. You can also listen to Tommy's podcast, Southbound, where he interviews notable Southerners. Subscribe at WFAE.org slash Southbound. And for Monday, February 19th, that's Newsworthy. I'm Eric Teal.